Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Swan Montague. And Dr. Swan was given three months to live 17 years ago when a master teacher, healer, appeared at her deathbed, instructing her to clear seals on realms of secret knowledge. Thereafter, she spent 12 years in almost total seclusion, learning sacred knowledge and healing from Yeshua. A psychic and highly attuned cosmologist, mentor and healer, she's the go-to person for physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and energetic problems when all else has failed. She creates potent change and lasting results. Swan has presented, been a healer to, and worked with many leaders and celebrities, including Irvin Laszlo, Evan Alexander, Raymond Moody, Lynn McTaggart, David Hawkins, so many, so many more. She clears, heals, and realigns, saving and transforming lives, and is one of the world's leading experts on karma. Uh, she's also the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Book of Sarah, Jesus's Secret Wife and Caviar for the Soul. Uh, so what if your betrayal was the paying of a karmic debt from seven or eight generations ago? Sounds kind of crazy, I know. But my next guest, Dr. Swan, is going to share how that's exactly what may be going on. She's also going to talk about the three main roles we play out in our lifetimes and so much more. Here we go. Okay, everybody, we're here with Dr. Swan, and she's going to be talking about the karma of betrayal. And betrayal, as you know, it's it's something that just hits us and shocks us on every level, physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. But today we're going to be talking about the karma of it. So welcome, Dr. Swan. Thank you, Debbie. I'm very pleased and feel very privileged to be here with you today. Oh, we're so excited to have you. So why is it so important to clear and heal the karma? And first, can you know what? And even before we get there to that, can you, can you talk to us about how is betrayal something that's karmic? Well, actually, everything is karmic. Everything that is happening in our reality is karma. There's good karma, as you know, and bad karma, but basically we all come in with a certain amount of karmic rebalancing that we need to get through in this life. And so that means an understanding of karmic lessons, um, how we play out different roles in different lives. So very often perpetrators will have been victims or heroes in a similar scenario in a different previous life. And we cycle round and round and round through these dramas until we understand all the different aspects and perspectives of what it's like to be in a betrayal drama, for example. And once we've understood those lessons and healed the trauma from being a victim of betrayal or the soul trauma at the level of being a perpetrator, because of course perpetrators are, are coming from a place of trauma as well in their behaviors and actions. So once we've understood these lessons and healed the cellular memory and the soul memory, which lives on in our DNA, we are then freed up to move beyond the play of of betrayal and live in a different reality where we don't need to experience that anymore. So for example, if, if in this 
incarnation, I've had a, a, a betrayal experience from my family and from my husband. Does this mean that in a previous incarnation, I was the perpetrator? Not necessarily. It's not so cut and dry. Very often it can be that, or it can be that you've been through a similar scenario with your husband in a previous life, and it's become what I call an ingrained imprint in your soul memory and your cellular memory. So basically it's like malware running on your computer. That program is still running in your matrix of this life that says, I experienced betrayal, I experienced betrayal by my husband. And that continues to reenact until you heal the cycle. So you heal the cellular memory, you heal the emotional trauma, spiritual, mental, physical trauma, understand the lessons. And in that way, you clear the programming from your matrix, from your soul life computer and you no longer need to run that scenario anymore. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the last thing I want to do is keep running this program. How, how, so how do we clear this? Because clearly, I mean, for me to be doing the work that I'm doing, helping others heal from betrayal and going through and, and I believe healing from the experience, I feel like I've healed from it, but how do we know if it's still in our cellular memory? And if so, what do we do about it? Well, you know, in several ways, one way is if when you think about it or something that pops up that reminds you of whatever the event was that played out with your ex, if there is any emotional charge, if there's any contraction anywhere in your body or your soul or your mind, if there's any, even a a, a second of Ouch, you know, where mm-hmm. something thinks and this you feel there's something underlying the normal script of your life that you're not in touch with all the time. That's when you know there's still a charge. But when when you can touch upon the event without feeling any hurt, any sadness, any anger, any resentment, or any charge, and you just feel a sense of love and forgiveness. And the memory is so vague you can barely even remember what happened anymore, not because you're in denial just because you've cleared it from so many levels of your being that it's just not playing out in your unconscious or subconscious. Then you know you've healed it. And when betrayal scenarios then stop happening in your life, you know you've moved beyond them. So I went through, I don't know what your situation was, but I went through a massive betrayal with my first husband who abducted my son when he was seven years old and was lost to me. 15 years, you know, and for years I had grief on the lungs, I had lung diseases, and um, there was always this feeling that something was missing from my life. And at a certain point I healed it and then everything changed. My son, you know, at 22 years old, got in touch with me again and said, hey, I want to get to know you and, you know, I'm ready to have my mum back in my life. And this year I went to his wedding and I was there with all the ex and the ex's family and everyone who betrayed me. And I was just able to be there in a state of unconditional love and, you know, true divine presence without any trauma running anywhere in my being. And that's when I knew I'd healed it. Wow. So you're saying that it was because of the work that you had done to to heal from the betrayal. That's the reason why. And that's when your son got in touch with you? Yeah, because when we heal, when we heal the trauma, when we clear the pattern, 
mm-hmm. and we clear the karma, our reality completely changes because we are creating our reality all the time. So our unconscious creates outside of us in order to be recognized and healed and transformed. So if we're still running any kind of trauma or unhealed wound in our unconscious, that is an incredibly devious and creative mm-hmm. <laughs> um, way that the unconscious will find to create situations to keep playing out the drama so that we can heal it. So once we've healed it through the subconscious, through the unconscious, there's no programming there that has to keep creating itself in our life in order for us to recognize it and heal it. The lesson is done, the program is gone, it's wiped off our computer, and so it no longer manifests itself in our reality. So let's say we're doing the work and we are just doing all we can as far as forgiveness and moving past our betrayal. And then we're just triggered by something, uh, just that reminder, that means it's still there? It means it or something similar or something underlying it is still there. For example, there may be many past lives of uh, different dances one has done with betrayal. I'm sure there are for you as there were Mm -hmm. for me. And so we have to keep going deeper and deeper into those past lives. And it's as, as we get stronger and clearer, we get bigger traumas surfacing to be healed and moved beyond. So you may have had two or three traumas with your ex in past lives, but before that there may have been other traumas of a similar nature. And of course, remember, you know, we've been in a patriarchal age for at least 13,000 years, reincarnating over and over again. And so the feminine has been through massive wounding and many, many lives of wounding and betrayal in lots of different ways. And at this time on the planet, we're here to move beyond this entire cycle of 13,000 years Mm -hmm. of trauma to the feminine. So you may be dealing with it for yourself on an individual level, but also doing it for the collective consciousness. So you could be resonating and empathizing and feeling the trauma of the feminine in many other women who you may or may not know. So there are many levels to how we have to heal the trauma Mm. through our ancestral lineage, so any family dramas that have come down through the generations, as well as through our own soul past lives, individual Mm. and group soul connections. So, so, okay. A few things here. And and this is so interesting. Uh, well, first my, my husband and I actually got remarried because we're just two entirely different people now. So I'm assuming that means for me to be able and willing and ready to do that, that probably, um, I'm hoping that means it's, it's been cleared for the most part. Uh, so that's, that's one thing. And And I'm also hoping, like you said, it, it sort of radiates to help out, to help, you know, if this is something that I'm holding for the collective. But one thing you said, and that's so interesting because it seems, I guess, as an empath, uh, I hold so much physical pain in my body. And, and there was an energy worker who said to me that it, it's not mine. So much of it has to do with, you know, I guess the work I do and so many other women struggling. Does that resonate with you? Does that sound like that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Well, Debbie, obviously you are a potent healer and very intuitive and very connected and very empathic. 
And of course, going through the kind of betrayals you've been through makes you even more empathic. So when you're working with people, in my experience, even before I'm going to work with people, I can start feeling the trauma that they have and that they are holding in their systems. So I can wake up in the morning and feel like hell and be in excruciating pain in my heart chakra and my chest. And maybe that day or a few days or even a week later, a client will call and say, you know, I have this pain in my chest and my heart chakra and I went through this terrible betrayal and and the light goes on in my head and I realize, oh, okay, I've been feeling this client for days or weeks before they've even contacted me. Mm -hmm. So energetically, we are already connected to people we are going to be working with or helping. And this is a really huge thing, you know, because when you realize how connected we are beyond time and space, and when we move beyond the reality of our little 3D world, of course, all time is happening concurrently. So all time is happening now, past and future lives. Mm-hmm. We're connected to everything that has ever happened or is going to happen that's sort of within one or two or three degrees of our circle. Mm. So, so I'm trying to, I'm getting into the minds of all my listeners now and they're saying, oh my gosh, maybe that's what my pain is, is from. Maybe it's not even mine. Maybe, maybe it's someone else's. And at the very least, if it is mine, I just want to get rid of it. So how, how do you work with people to move through and move past this pain to get to that point of healing so they can clear this and, and they don't have to revisit it over and over and over again? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I work in a particular way because it's sort of a gift. It's not something I can really teach, but I commune with the divine. I look at the Akashic realm, which is where the records of all life are held for the universe. And I look at the soul journey. So I see the soul's journey through many lives and through its ancestral heritage, because another very important thing to realize is that in this life, I have not come across anyone that this is not true for, by the way, we have all been our own ancestor seven or eight generations before. Mm. So very often we are dealing, we are playing out patterns in our life that were set up when we were our own ancestor seven or eight generations ago. So explain that a little bit more. Does that, that means that seven generations ago, let's say my great, 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 great grandmother, grandfather. Well, great, one of your great, 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 great times seven or eight grandmothers uh-huh. and grandfathers. And whatever you went through in that life and whatever creations that you, that you managed to set up in that life, you are dealing with consequences of in this life. Oh and you gosh. come back to complete. Mm-hmm. So this happens on many levels. I also do, I sort of work uh, what I call in cosmic shamanism. So I don't have a drum or ayahuasca or anything like that. I'm just a very fast psychic. So Mm. I manage to track the core wounds that have created the karma, whether it's childhood or past life or ancestral. And I work physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually and energetically to clear Mm -hmm the pattern. So really to bring light to the damaged DNA, if you like. Mm. And how would someone feel once they've, this has been cleared? Do they 
feel different? Do they experience life differently? What changes for them? Oh, complete, massive changes. Absolutely massive changes um, in all kinds of ways. And it, you know, it takes a number of different sessions depending on the individual and how much karma they have, how much emotional and spiritual work they've done in this life as well, for example. Someone like you who has obviously, you know, done a lot of work on themselves over a long period of time, mm-hmm. I can create much greater shifts for much faster. So basically you get as much healing as you can take in any one session. But I have had anything from suicidal teenagers to people with stage four cancer who, you know, after a few sessions have gone from being suicidally depressed and really so traumatized they're barely able to function in their life to not only functioning and manifesting amazing things in their life, you know, new alignments, Mm -hmm. new connections, greater greater prosperity, but also to feeling much more divinely connected and embodied. So their own divine connection is accelerated and they're much more divinely attuned and feel that flow much more and find they have all sorts of gifts they didn't even know they had that that emerge from that trauma. And and this to me sounds like a, like a, a, an energetic and spiritual detox. It's a, it's a (laughs) detox and it's a complete reprogramming. It's a complete recalibration. It's like, you know, taking the parts of a little Ford apart and turning them into a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about the, the three main roles that get played out in karma? Hero and betrayal and perpetrator. Oh, sorry, hero, victim and perpetrator. So the victim obviously is the person who experiences some horrendous traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the perpetrator is a person who carries out violent emotionally, mm-hmm. psychologically or physically experiences. And then the third one, the third archetype, is the hero who steps in to rescue the victim. Mm-hmm. And invariably we have done the dance of being in all of those roles. So we have been perpetrator and we've been the hero and we've been the victim. And what we don't want to do is keep perpetuating that dance of, you know, being in any of those roles. We basically want to get off that dance floor and away from that song Mm -hmm. in our life. And you know what's so interesting? Because when I when I think of the order of victim, perpetrator, and hero, it's almost like it reminds me of the hero's journey, where you know something has happened and we feel like the victim, and then we start slaying all of those dragons and become the hero. So, is it? Do you see where it's possible? I guess it, this is you know in in one lifetime to be all of those. Yes, uh, absolutely. Totally. And, you know, we don't want to be the dragon slayer either because in a sense that's perpetrating violence. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is to get out of that cycle completely of having to be hero, victim or perpetrator. So, for example, the hero will rush in and try and rescue someone because it can't bear the pain of what they're going through. Mm -hmm. That is the hero's pain that the hero needs to heal. And once we heal that pain, we can then observe, we can then witness in and be very, very present emotionally with people going through trauma without having to 
be the hero without having to fix them or rescue them. We can, you know what? And I want to stop you there because it's so, and that seems so counterintuitive in a way, because if the hero has such a, a need and such a desire to help someone that, that, that should need to be healed just sounds a little confusing to, to me anyway, because you think, well, you, you want to help and, and the intention is so uh, pure, but you're saying that that needs healing? I think it does. You see, there's a very interesting thing about wanting to help, wanting to make a difference. And this is very much the drama of a spiritual child in our age. You know, we see all the devastation and destruction happening around us and we want to make a difference and we want to help. But very often the, the, the desperate urge or need to help others comes from our own wounding and our own unhealed pain. And ultimately, whilst it is our job to be here in service in any way we can, it's not our job actually to save others. I mean, you may have a contract karma, a karmic contract to help save someone, and that's a very different thing. As healers, we have contracts to mm-hmm. work with certain clients, and that, of course, is something we need to fulfill for their sake and for ours. Mm-hmm. But mostly, we are not here to save the world. We are here to be one with the divine and be in divine service and allow the divine to work through us in whatever way it needs. And the divine might not have in mind that we rush in and rescue someone because someone might actually need to go through a karmic situation in order to clear their own karma. And I've made this mistake decades ago where, you know, I would rush in and try to heal and fix things. And I had a clear message with, you know, if God was an old man, sitting on a throne in the sky with a long white beard, you know, saying, if you keep rescuing people, I will stop sending energy to you to do that. You have to learn to let people go through their karma because people need the chance to clear their karma, you know, and if they have karmic debts that they need to pay, once they've paid them, they're free. But if we keep rescuing them so they don't complete their karmic lesson and pay their karmic debts, they're stuck in that karmic cycle. I understand. Okay, so I can see this being so challenging for, let's say, a parent who sees their child struggling and wants to rush in and help. And what you're saying is that's not allowing them to complete their their karma. That's right. We have to mm-hmm. teach them how to handle karmic situations, mm-hmm. but not rescue them or fix them. And it's very, very challenging as a parent. And I've done this, you know, I have my younger son who's father is a marijuana addict you know and when my son was young it was very hard for him to be around that and it was impossible for me to be around it Mm -hmm. and so I couldn't rescue him from that situation you know and a very wise person said to me your son needs to learn how to deal with the real world and he's not going to learn it from you because you don't do things like that Mm -hmm. so what I was able then to do was to talk to my son and teach him this is how you take care of yourself when it's going on so you know if the tiger is raging in its cave you don't go near the cave right right oh that makes sense so how does let's say that that the hero uh learn to kind of take a back seat and what what do you suggest as they're so used to rushing in and and helping and trying to save and prevent what should they do instead I think, well, the hero has to really 
take time out for self-reflection and look at their their pattern of being the hero and feel the feelings of where that comes from. So instead of rushing in, if we stop and breathe and feel and go, whoa, this is, you start to feel how uncomfortable it is to experience mm-hmm. um, someone else going through trauma and how uncomfortable it is not to fix it. And that is a codependent pattern mm-hmm. that we need to clear. So when we realize codependent means collusive dependency, if we try and rescue someone or fix them or heal them because it's too uncomfortable for us, we are colluding mm-hmm. in a dysfunctional drama. And so we need to be able to breathe, feel, take a step back, witness what is happening, and then take time to get guidance and higher wisdom on the best way to support that person. And it may just be to ask them, you know, how can I support you or what do you need right now? Or I'm sorry, I feel I'm unable to do anything right now, but, you know, would you like a hug? And I'm here for you if you need to walk. Right. Okay. I see. And then let's say the victim, how does, how would you suggest the victim heal? The victim needs uh, emotional, physical, spiritual energy healing, maybe with a shaman, with past life healing, with inner child healing. The, The victim needs ways to express his or her feelings to get and to express the feelings. They have to be able to get in touch with the feelings, which very often are, locked you know or shut down because they've been too painful to deal with so the victim really needs time to heal and the right supportive environment so finding the right healer who feels appropriate for them and also you know using things like crystals taking remedies Mm -hmm. for example all kinds of ways of taking care of oneself having candle lit baths and learning to know oneself and heal oneself because under the trauma of being a betrayal victim, there is usually massive abandonment issues. Mm, okay. And then not to leave out the perpetrator, what do they need to do? And the perpetrator, the perpetrator needs to be willing to take responsibility for his or her actions first thing. So, mm. you know, until they're willing to take a look at themselves and step back and go, whoa, look what I just did. And I'm, you know, I don't want to continue behaving like that. The perpetrator also has massive pain, unfinished business of pain somewhere in his or her unconscious. So the perpetrator again needs healing to heal and clear the pain and past lives and the karma and basically to reprogram itself to handle pain through healing and then not act out on the pain that it's feeling with others so you know first step is walk away from the conflict and then you know withdraw and then really be take responsibility for one's own actions and get seek out the support you need, maybe a support group, you know, a 12-step group. Again, healers, therapists, certainly therapy, because many people just need a chance to talk about what's Mm -hmm. going on, and that gives them a huge relief. That makes so much sense. And Swan, what do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? Huh. (laughs) (laughs) I think the important thing that everyone knows is that 
everything can be healed, Debbie. I honestly have come across so many different, you know, devastating scenarios people have been through mm-hmm. that have been able to heal. That the, the, the support is there, the guidance is there, and that it is so important to heal mm-hmm. and to clear the karma because once people heal, once people clear their karma, they are free to live a completely different kind of life with, you know, unimaginable rewards and exciting synchronicities and manifestations and flow. So w- most people have unfinished business of trauma somewhere in their unconscious from this life, past lives, whatever. And the important thing is to really realize that we are not here just, you know, to have families get a mortgage, get a job and race around the world doing exciting things and have fun. We are really here to remember that we're spiritual beings having a human experience and that the challenge and the opportunity right now is greater than ever to bring that spiritual experience together with our human reality so that we can become divine humans having human experiences and create a new paradigm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so important. And that's such wonderful information. And where do we go to learn more about you? Um, Well, I have an offer, which I guess, uh, you posted somewhere or I can post somewhere if you have a page to post it. Oh, we'll have everything in the show notes, but is there just a, something that you, yeah. you know, just my, sure. my website is www.sacredbyswan.com. Mm-hmm. That's my main website. And then I have others that link to from there. And of course, read my book, the book of Sarah, Jesus's secret wife, because that's the most amazingly epic karmic story of love and betrayal ever. Mm-hmm. And it takes people on a journey into that memory of their divine origins and healing betrayal within themselves as well. Well, you've certainly given us lots of ideas and and suggestions and such amazing insight into why we may be struggling. And, and, you know, it may not even be from this lifetime. So I so appreciate you and your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Debbie. It's been a wonderful conversation and I'm so happy to be able to discuss things at this level in this way with you. It's been great. Well, there's an interesting perspective on betrayal, huh? I thought it was so interesting when Swan said that if we're triggered or feel anything resulting from a betrayal, it's still there and is a sign that we still need clearing and healing. Sounds like one big betrayal detox. Stay in touch with Swan by going to sacredbyswan.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Although it's so easy to take a betrayal personally, it's an interesting perspective to think that the betrayal was a karmic debt being played out. If we choose to look at it that way, we can see that there may have been a time where we were the perpetrator or where we chose to learn a powerful lesson that only experiencing a painful betrayal firsthand can teach. The good news is once that debt is is paid and the lesson is learned, we can heal and we're free to create a life we love. Are you hanging on to some symptoms from your betrayal? Take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. <laughs>